Hi, friends. Thanks for tuning in to In Other News, a random podcast about stuff. The kind of stuff you think about every day, or at least some days. Here's the setup. Once upon a time, three young guys worked together to deliver news and weather from a local TV station. Today, they're a little older, a little wiser, and they're back to discuss the things that really matter. And a few things that don't. Thanks for listening. Now here's Axel, Joe, and Adam. Thanks again for the great introduction, Sadie. Uh, Really appreciate it. We are deep in the heart of season two of our In Other News podcast. Uh, By the way, I'm Joe here with Adam and Axel. Gentlemen, how are you today? Good. Happy summer. Yes. Heating up out there. It's summertime, almost summertime. Here in Minnesota, it's feeling warm, but feeling great after a long, cold winter. Is Is the living really easier in summertime remember that no summertime and the living is <laughs> that's easy. a hard no idea yeah. with it's... four kids and summer schedules my life is going to be upended in the next three months <laughs> the good news is covid's over so you can bring back all those things right <laughs> <laughs> yes question mark <laughs> yeah it's on the low ebb right now as far as covid so hopefully that will be a thing of the past when uh, season three rolls around um, for we're going to take a little summer break because of yes uh, summer schedules and summer even though Axel is going to be crazy busy running kids to various events summer is really short when you when you look at the calendar and think about how much time these kids will actually have off school so we're going to take a little summer break and come back again in the fall but we got one more episode to do before we can do that and Today's going to be kind of a unique show. That's that's right. You know, mystery. Yeah, miss and intrigue, mystery and intrigue. Um, speaking of mystery and intrigue, uh, I'm guessing that some of our listeners were wondering if this uh, contest that we were actually doing was uh, was a scam. Le- I was going to say, was it legitimate? Yes, it was not. We uh, we delivered the a gift card to the winner of the contest this week, Andrea W a loyal listener, a fan, and a frequent commenter. And by frequent, I mean, I think she's posted two or three comments uh, on our podcast. Uh, so Andrea, congratulations. Thanks for listening. Yeah, enjoy a nice warm beverage from Caribou or a nice cold beverage from Caribou or whatever you choose. Um, enjoy that. Thanks for listening. And, and and wasn't there something in the fine print that she has to appear as a guest on an upcoming <laughs> episode? You know, knowing Andrea, I bet she would. We should have. I was I was going to try and figure out, is there a way to have her call in, you know, so that we can. Oh. But but that just got too many logistics and we don't have a producer and, you know, you know, you know. Yeah. We don't. Season 10. Season 10. (laughs) 10. Yeah, we'll see what the future can hold for that one. So, uh, yeah, uh, just so congratulations again. The contest was real. That's awesome. We have a winner. Uh, We're going to have a unique show, like I said today. It's a mystery edition. We don't Uh, even know what we're covering. Well, we each know what we're covering, but the other two do not. So, this was Axel's brainchild. So, Axel, do you want to explain the concept of the mystery edition? Sure. Well, you know, with this being our last show, I thought, you know, why not change things up? We usually spend a little bit of time, you know, coordinating topics, doing some research, figuring out who says what and when. But here I thought it's our last show. Let's take it easy and let's just each prepare a segment, but not tell the other two what the segment is about. So we can be completely uh, authentic and uh, unforeseen, getting some good reactions from you know, from each other and see where that goes. So like Joe said, nobody knows what the other two are going to talk about today. So therefore it's a mystery show. Yeah. Let's spin the wheel of mystery. And we, we drew straws before the episode began. So Axel will be kicking us off with the first uh, topic of mystery. So uh, do you want to kick us off Axel or should we pause and, and uh, get our mental uh, thoughts together so we can tackle this as best we can, not knowing what's coming. What do you say, Adam, audio man? I, I say, let's keep rolling. You know, if All we're right. going to be mysterious, let's just kind of shake it up a little bit. <laughs> Less <laughs> editing yeah. for me. Yeah, there you go. True. Keep yeah, it rolling. Yeah. All right, Axel, you kick us off. All right. Well, guys, I'm going to share with you uh, my already my epic fail of the summer. Ooh, I like this. Wait, 
it isn't even summer yet. Technically, well, for me, summer starts when school is out. School was out uh, two days ago. <laughs> and uh, one day ago, this epic fail occurred. And I'm not sure if I can recover, to be honest, for the rest of the summer. And oh, sadly, you, you changed my... media rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have. So, uh, guys, this is dealing with my above ground pool. And uh, <laughs> some background here. I We've had an above ground pool pool for for many years actually it's one of those 12 by 12 three feet high uh pool that i bought gosh probably 10 years ago i remember it was on sale at kmart for 180 dollars, and it was down marked down from 320 so at the time i just gobbled it up spent many good years with it and uh then last year you know after gosh five six seven seasons i didn't have it up every single year but you know it it kind of wears out. You have some holes. I had a, I had actually seven or eight holes in it. So long last summer, after the uh, end of the season, I decided to throw it out and keep my eyes out for a new one. Uh oh. And uh, you know, I kind of kept looking. After all, you have all fall and winter and spring, which you know, in Min- I think in Minnesota, the non-pool worthy time is very long, right? You're talking like right. October through. You got like nine you know, months. Yeah, just about. And of course, then with the pandemic, uh, pools were one of these I were going skyrocketing, skyrocketing in prices. But nevertheless, uh, earlier this year, I think it was March. Or yeah, early March, found a good deal for a new pool online. Uh, purchased it right away, and uh, you know, it, shipping took forever, but it got here a few weeks ago. And so we were looking forward to another cool uh, pool season here at the Gumble House. But uh, this time, I wanted to kind of do it better than last time. And what I mean by that is that when with this first pool that we had, I just put it up in the grass, and that was it, right? But of course, when you don't take the proper precautions, like, you know, I never had a, you know, like a sheet of plastic underneath yeah, it or leveling, better rocks yeah. or whatever, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's be better this time and, and extend the life of this pool from day one. And so it just so happened that we're also getting our siding replaced right now. And so a lot of construction workers are kind of tearing up the yard around the house. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, Hey, is this year that we should just quick put up a cement pad as, you know, as a, as a base for this pool. And it seemed like a great idea because, you know, specifically because the the yard was already torn up. So might as well do it now. Uh, Did some calling around to construction companies. And and this was just maybe four weeks ago. And uh, the, the problem initially was that, you know, this late in the season, it appears to be hard to get any construction company to do any cement work for you. Because they're booked out, you know, they, it seems like come March, they fill out their calendars and it's hard to get anybody to commit to anything. But lo and behold, I found a company just a 10, 20 miles from here in Southeastern Minnesota. And um, they said they can do it, but probably not till July, early August. And I said, well, you know, maybe I can at least get like a third of a pool season out of it. Maybe half if I'm lucky, but I, uh, I signed the dotted line or I, yeah, I signed the contract said, let's do it whenever you can do it. I'm glad I'm grateful. You can do it still this season and I'll take it whenever you can do it. Uh, and then the big surprise came uh, just a couple of days ago when the doorbell rings at seven 30. And of course now, right now we're in the beginning of June here for our listeners. And um, here comes the owner of the construction company and says, Hey, we're in town for another job uh, on a driveway. And we thought let's uh, let's, um, you know, get, let's get digging and get your, get your pool nice. pad, uh, done. And I said, well, heck, this is, this is going awesome. I could get a whole season out of it. So sure enough, it took them probably 24 hours, if not, if not even that to get that, uh, you know, the, the space dug out, pour it. And, uh, you know, right now it's drying and, uh, supposedly in about a week, I can put that pool up. And, uh, I was also exceptionally proud of the last minute I asked them to switch it from a circle shaped uh, pool pad to a square because my wife said, you know, down the road, we probably want to add on to this pool pad, kind of make a bigger patio area out of it. So sure enough, the guy said, no problem. We'll make it a square. 
you know, it's, it's just, I have a feeling I know where this is headed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. So the square is done. My kids have uh, used it already for some four square action, but here comes the big fail. So I come back from, from marveling at this cement pad and how we got that on in record time. And uh, it's a, it's a 14 by 14 square, by the way. And I walk back into my house and I pass the box with the pool in it. And I'm noticing that the dimensions of that pool are actually 18 feet. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> and you Dang should have, oh my gosh, I cannot even tell you the sunken feeling I had oh, <laughs> when no. I saw that. So I said, you know, I, I ran inside, called my wife. I said, do we really have an 18 foot pool? She said, oh, yeah, no. you were so proud about getting a bigger one that last time. I said, well, that pad is only 14 by 14. <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> and you are our German precision numbers I know, guy. I know. I'm not. You know, I think the reason was that the location of that pool pad is where the old sort of pressed out circle in the grass was. So when the guy came, I said, you know, just put it where the circle is. It's a 12 foot circle. And then he says, well, well, we'll make it 14 because you want to have some room for that ladder, you know, sticks out of the pool. I said, sure, that makes sense. But, you know, it turns out now, now I'm two feet short on all four sides. Oh, no. And, Ooh. you know, it's a raised pad. So it's not as simple as putting in a couple of pavers to make up for the difference and all the extra posts that I have to find some secure footing for. Long story short, uh, I have a feeling that I'll spend much of my summer figuring out how to make a level, <laughs> how to make a level uh, field here to get this pool up. And I, I have a bad feeling that I'll, I'll, I'll get it done by October when it's not worth putting up that pool anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Axel. Could you call the guy back and have him do like, well, that's four, the thing. So four my, feet around it. <laughs> well, that's what my wife said. She said, call him back right away. Maybe they can come back the next day. And I said, well, it's embarrassing to call him, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, and the other thing is not to mention the extra cost, right? I mean, you're talking another, I don't know what the square footage is, but, you know, you're adding on another two feet by, you know, two by two by 14 feet on, on all four sides. And, uh, you know, that's probably going to just double the cost right there. And that's not necessarily in the budget right there. So. Ooh. Uh, so yeah oh, i don't know that's yeah how much is it how much is it raised how much is your area raised well it's uh i just got done filling in the uh, you know the extra I, I filled back in the dirt that they had gotten out to see how much it's raised it's about two inches raised okay on three out of the four sides the fourth side is raised more because we have a little slope going on in our yard so i could possibly pull it off with some pavers but man, it's, you know, I, I, I don't want it to look, I, I want it to look okay too, you know, and you, and you'll want to make sure that there's no seam between the, where the pad ends and the dirt starts, because that's exactly then where you have those pressure points, make, you know, make another hole in the pool. And mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know, I haven't decided what's going to happen. I said, you know, should we exchange the pool for a smaller one, but that was not the point at the time. So Lots of thinking to do here. Wow. Yeah. You and, uh, you know, uh, let's see right now it is 90 degrees. So you've already missed <laughs> three days of pool weather, uh, yeah. out of your total allotment of eight. In I, I have to be very grateful for my kids. They did not, they have not complained about it whatsoever. They're using Are they aware. They're aware because I, I told them, I say, I said, guys, I'm not sure when this pool is going to go up because it's too big. I said, what? It's too big, but the cement pad is already so big. I said, yeah, that's that's the great pool daddy bought, but it's too big for this area. <laughs> so luckily oh, we have a bunch of friends with pools, so that might be the backup for the summer. And maybe I ideally we'll just maybe next summer have these guys come back, pour some extra cement, and then it's less embarrassing. You know, after a year I can just say, Well, you know, we're we're getting bigger, so we need more space. <laughs> yeah, by then, yeah, you could always yeah pour a bigger one and have some stamped concrete around make it look like you intended to have like a pattern around the edge and, and make yeah. it look nice yeah exactly but, so 
At a or certain you, point, you're going to be of a size where they might as well have just dug in a pool and you had a yeah. ground set up. <laughs> I know, I know. No, you don't want to do that. So my AARP email came yesterday, and the second story was six reasons why you don't want a swimming pool. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Think about the audience, though. <laughs> yeah. Was was reason number one that neighbor kids will try and get into your yard. Uh, it's scary safety issues is number three on that list. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's so that's unfortunate to be I'm continued sorry, yeah. i guess uh when we come back for season three uh ask me what happened yeah. what, what happened right. this summer <laughs> yeah so good. much we'll for the pool party at axel's house <laughs> yeah no kidding no I kidding. Was counting on that like an end of season <laughs> pool party but yeah. <laughs> not this year it sounds like yeah yeah all right well that is my story here my mystery story an epic fail for the gumball summer on day two of summer Wow. Day two, day two, you made it to. And actually, so here's, here's, uh, this may, it's amazing how this works out because I think my segment may actually fit with your topic, believe it or not. <laughs> We're naturals. Yeah, we are. We are. This is how well we know each other. So, so here's, uh, the theme of this segment, uh, gentlemen, it's DIY or hire a guy. Mm. And what we're going to talk about is, uh, I have a list of things and we're going to talk about, is this something that you should DIY or should you hire someone to do the work for you? And this stems from this idea that uh, for, for our listeners, oftentimes, uh, sometimes many times a week, we are exchanging texts about, hey, what should I do for this? Or do you guys know that? Or uh, you know, in my case, it's uh, usually something like I tried to DIY this, but it did not work uh, because uh, I I am, uh, hmm, what would I say, perhaps overly confident in my DIY skills. Uh, and so uh, oh. so I thought it'd be good uh, for us to chat a little bit about these things. And then um, from this website, uh, which is very reputable, it's called The Art of Manliness. It uh it shares those things that a man should be able to do uh, himself. So we'll see how we do against some of these. And then I'll share some of oh. the 100 skills every man should know. I won't go through all of them because it'll be embarrassing to us. And yeah, the pressure's on. I already looked at it and I don't do probably three quarters of them. But <laughs> if you don't do three quarters, I don't do <laughs> seven eighths at least. Yeah. So, so let's start with cars, right? We all, we all own cars. We all, uh, uh, well, well, Joe always, he just buys brand new. So he never has car trouble, but, uh, Axel, <laughs> uh, we have cars with lots of miles on them. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, uh, that often leads to things. We're going to start simple. Do you change your own oil? Ah, funny you ask. I just asked a guy here in town to, to see if he could teach me because I've been itching to do it myself. Oh, it's simple to do. I've done it before in the past. I just choose not to do it anymore and I <laughs> have someone do it. So it's, it's pretty simple. Yeah. I, I could change oil. It's, we can talk you through it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we could, we actually just started. We, um, uh, partly because I have a, a teenage son who's itching to, to work on the cars, but, uh, I had always, you know, it was just so cheap to go and have your oil changed, but turns out that they don't really give you the best oil. So we wanted to, uh, extend the life of our cars. So we just started, uh, changing our own oil and it is, um, it is fairly easy, especially when you have a young man to climb underneath the car and all you got to do is stand there and watch. So <laughs> mm -hmm. what about changing a flat tire? DIY or hire a guy? Oh, DIY, uh, because A, I've done it many, many times. And honestly, when it happens at the most unopportune times, you know, middle of the night on a country road, don't know if it's as easy to hire a guy before or doing it yourself. Yeah, I, I would do it myself yeah. first. Gen generally, I'm a I'm a change a change a flat guy unless it's on like some crazy busy interstate that sure. you're stuck on. Then yeah. I'm like, ah, that's fair. This isn't worth it. Use yeah, the insurance, or, uh, right? Roadside assistance. Yep. Or yep. if the lug nuts are really on there tight, or it's yeah. uh, one of our I can't remember which car it was didn't have a spare tire. So it's like, fortunately, we never had a flat tire with that one. But uh, that's when you might call someone to help. Or if it's uh, below 10 degrees or above 90 degrees. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about replace the brakes? Not mm. I. Hard no Joe. for me. So this is a job that I do. I do this on all of our cars. I don't 
no, I, uh, partly because I'm kind of cheap. And if you go in to have your brakes replaced, you're out a couple hundred dollars. Parts for brakes are not a couple hundred dollars. You can get an entire brake job done for a hundred bucks for parts. Challenge like this week, I was sharing with you guys, ordered the, the parts that I wanted from Amazon. Uh, they happened to send me one brake rotor for a Honda Odyssey, which I needed. And the other brake rotor was for a 2009 Toyota Prius. <laughs> so don't know how I got that, but definitely not going to work. But yeah, brakes, I, I do brakes. That's that's pretty easy. What about changing spark plugs? Mm, nah, never, had to do never had to do it either. I suppose I could, but I uh, have someone else do it. It does take slightly more advanced skills depending upon where the spark plugs are and if you have to gap them and that sort of stuff. I'm kind of on the fence. It depends on how hard the job looks like. If they're easy to get at, I'm all for it. But if you have to take half the engine apart, uh, that's over me. Yeah, not on a car. I could do it on the push lawnmower or maybe oh, the snowblower, yeah. but I, I wouldn't tackle the car. Do you guys add your own blinker fluid? There's no such thing as blinker there is fluid. Blinker fluid? <laughs> Trick nice question. One. Good, Joe. <laughs> that could have been very embarrassing. <laughs> okay, let's move to the home next. Well, space well, well, one second. One second. I'm, I'm yep. supposed. I'm surprised you didn't bring up uh, the question of changing a headlight because that's just such a loaded topic depending on the car model. Oh, headlights are. I, yeah. I consider those easy. Well. <laughs> Quick story here. I drive a Suburban, as you know, and uh, had to, I had to exchange a headlight. I thought easy enough, I can do it. But uh, believe it or not, you pretty much have to take like, you know, like the front third of your, uh, un, you know, the under the hood. And uh, I don't know what you call all the parts. You have to take it all apart. Takes takes you an hour at least to do it. I gave up because I couldn't get it done. Super embarrassing to drive into a shop, say, hey, can you exchange a headlight, please? And I came back and they said, Please make us never change a headlight on a Suburban again because oh, wow. it took us an hour to get that together. Really? Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. I, I have never had a vehicle that's been that difficult to change a headlight on. I should have probably asked Axel for you. I should have probably asked changing a transmission in your car. Is that DIY or is that hire a guy? <laughs> oh, higher, 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 higher. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> next category. Let's move on to home stuff. Uh, here's softball. Replacing a light bulb. Yeah. Yep. Probably yes. not going to hire a guy. Hang yep. a picture. You do it yourself. Yes. Yeah. Although I, I got to tell you, hanging, hanging photos, hanging art is one of my least favorite home projects. Well, it's got to be straight, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, to, there's so many things. So, so many things. What about installing a ceiling fan? Uh, I hire a guy. Yeah, same here, uh, if only because the one ceiling fan we have is like 12 feet up in the air, and oh, so yeah. couldn't mm. couldn't reach it. Yeah, plumbing and electrical are not my forte, so that's where you <laughs> hire a guy. Yeah, I, I've installed a few ceiling fans. I'm thinking about installing one in my office here. It's not not too bad a job as, one of, as long as the electricals run to it. What about replacing an electrical outlet? Joe, you're hiring a guy for that? Or no, like, I've I've done that. I've done light switches. I've replaced light yeah, switches before. Sure, so I, yeah. I could do a I could do a plug in. I probably will have to here at some point. How about installing a new toilet? Mm, pass. I've done that a couple of times, and it seemed easier than it seemed more daunting than it was than yeah. it actually turned out. Yeah, to be, you, you so. think it's going to be a big job, but it actually turns out as long as you don't drop it and crack yeah. the porcelain, uh, right? It's not that bad. Uh, painting a room. Sure. Yeah, do it yourself. If uh, you've got the tools and the skill and the patience to do it, do it yourself. Yeah, painting always seems like one of those tasks that should be easier than it is. Like, right. Very tedious. Like prep, all yeah. the prep, yeah. all the tape. That's the worst. What about build a deck? Uh, professional. Yes, please. Yeah, prob probably. Probably a professional. I, I would say probably hire that one out. Okay, now we're moving outside. Uh, so uh, planting a tree. I could do that oh, myself. Yeah. Yeah. How about making a fire pit? Making one, like a fire ring or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I've had it on my bucket list as a summer project, but <laughs> now that I'm dealing with pool woes, I'm not sure that I'll get to it. <laughs> I think that's when you could do it yourself if you had the right, if you knew what you were doing or you had the right... Um, product for it but it sure would be easier to hire someone yeah uh, i 
That's that's totally DIY. If you go to Menards, you can buy like a firing kit and they give you the right number of blocks that you need to buy. Yeah. And it's it's uh it's not that not that bad. What about Axel? This is where we connect in with your pool. What about installing a patio? Could you have could you have poured that concrete pad yourself? Could you add the uh the extra concrete to it? You know. It, with any DIY project, I would I consider it's just a lack of equipment to do it. You know, yeah. I could I could probably do it, but I lack the equipment to do it. And then I'm too cheap to say, all right, I'll buy it because I'm not sure that I'm going to use it yeah. for more than this one time. Yeah, hard to hard to justify buying a bobcat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about sharpening your mower blades? I think uh, I've did, done that. Yeah. Push mower or riding lawnmower? Uh, either one. I've got a rider and can't do it because I, you know, I, I can't, I don't, I don't have the equipment to hoist it up to get the, those blades out. Can't you take the deck off of it? And... I could, but then it's not balanced and this and that, this and that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did it myself on the push mower once, but now when I have it taken in for tune up, they just do it. Okay. Well, uh, gentlemen, th that was my list. Uh, let's let's look at the 100 skills every man should know, and I'm not going to highlight <laughs> all of these. Uh, number one, by the way, is tying a necktie. I think we probably all got that mastered. Yeah, yep. Uh, yes. Building a campfire is number two. Uh, sure. You don't need to hire a guy to build a campfire. No. Although I will admit that I am not very good at building campfires. It usually takes lots of lighter fluid. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you got to stack the wood just right. Uh, so you try to get the smoke away from people and, you know, you could just buy a solo stove and take care of it that way. Yeah. Those are supposed to be pretty nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, here's, here's one that uh, I'm pretty sure that we are maybe not on the uh, knowledge list treating a snake bite. <laughs> That's number three. That is uh that's number five. Actually. Oh, okay. Huh. I would have no idea. Uh, closely related to number seven, which is survive a bear attack. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no. Uh, parallel park. Uh, can do. Can yes. do. Yes. Uh, paddling a canoe. Yep. What yep. about fixing a leaky faucet? Mm, how leaky? Well, if it's, if, if it's just a matter of exchanging the cartridge i guess yes but if it's anything beyond that i'm not sure i've uh, i've had uh mixed experiences with my own plumbing skills uh usually i can get it together and it works right until i check it out in the next week and see that it's actually been leaking for a week <laughs> So. Yeah, leaking behind the wall or yeah, into, yeah. The, into the vanity. It's like, ah, oh, just back here. let a little air on it and it'll dry out. <laughs> Number 15 on this list, by the way, uh, near and dear to my heart, every man should be able to predict the weather. Aha, uh -huh. yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, in theory, but I, I follow the weather app and, oh, man, it changes so rapidly. Like, yeah, can't make plans 24 hours out anymore, it seems like, with our current <laughs> pattern. It's climate change. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> How about grill with charcoal? Yes. And do have done, haven't done it recently. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Seems like a lot yeah. of work, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, number 25 on this list is break down a door. Have you guys ever broken <laughs> down a door? Like when it, like a closed door to like, yeah, break through yeah, it? Yeah. I've done that a couple of times. Yeah. I don't think I have. It says right here, you're in a burning house and you need to escape, but the door is on fire or your loved ones are in a burning house and you're locked out. You need to break down the door. Well, in fact, I have a very proud Axel moment there years and years ago. This is back in Germany. I was uh, doing uh, sort of, uh, like part of community service where I would visit elderly people's homes to take care of them. And uh, in one case, uh, the person wasn't home, but the bathroom door was locked and the suspicion was that she was... Uh, I accidentally locked in there and possibly passed out and whatnot. So protocol was to call police. And so these two police officers come and uh, they try to break open the door and they couldn't do it. I don't know why they seemed like, you know, bullish enough guys to get it done. And they said, Hey, Axel, could you try? And I, I did it right, right there. And were they like, <laughs> yeah, we, we loosened it up for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Way best part go, is the, you, you did it by turning the knob. 
<laughs> no, it was my 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 force, my force in my legs. Well done. At number thirty six on the list, by the way, iron your clothes. You guys do your own ironing. Oh heck, yes. Uh, yeah, I used to, and then I discovered downy wrinkle release, which works wonderful. Ooh, so, yes, <laughs> yes. How about grow your own food? Yeah, very Overrated. limited. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we could do it. Choose not to. Number 43. I'm not sure that I'm very good at this. Identifying poisonous and edible plants. Oh, no. 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 There's an app for that. <laughs> we're all, we're all going to die. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, do you gentlemen know how to perform the fireman's carry? Do you know what the fireman's carry is? I was actually trained to do the fireman's carry. Uh, is that some first aid? Is that the one where you lift the person over your shoulder? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, trained? Yes. Could I do it? Uh, depends. <laughs> depends how heavy the person you're uh, fireman carrying is. Yeah. Number 55 that a man should be able to do is always know north. Hmm. How are you guys on that scale? Uh, probably okay. I, I can't remember the last time I needed to know where north is. You haven't and been you lost in the woods recently. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have your cell phone and you don't have your car with the compass built in. You just got to kind of know. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. I don't know the last time I've needed to know the direction. I could probably take a pretty good guess based on where the sun's at. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, here's a quick succession of some being able to uh, back up a trailer, throw a knockout punch. Wow. And make pancakes from scratch. I don't oh, sure. Know why pancakes. Making pancakes from scratch is a manly thing to do. But, <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff in here about pull ups and push ups, but I'm just going to skip over that. Um, what's, what's, what's number 100? Uh, number 100. Uh, by the way, changing your car's oil did make the list, oh. <clears throat> as did riding a horse. Um, <laughs> Let's see. I'm getting there. Cooking bacon also on the list. <laughs> oh, that's not that hard. Well, I wouldn't think. Apparently, some men can't cook bacon. Okay. Um, <clears throat> ooh, fillet of fish. Not like the McDonald's one, but actually, like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could do the McDonald's one. Filleting an actual fish. Um, my yeah. Number, number one hundred. Axel is tell a story. Every man should be able to tell a story. There you I think, go. I think we get an A in that category. For sure. So there you go. I think you guys yeah, you guys impressed me with your uh, willingness to do manly things. Uh, so uh, I think you hereby earn the man badge. Nice. We'll, we'll take you. it. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of men telling a story, that probably kind of naturally leads into my mystery segment here. So uh, once again, our podcast is called In Other News, and that is a phrase that is often talked about, as many of you know, we're TV news uh former TV news professionals in other uh, news tonight. <laughs> exactly. It's a transition from either a hard piece of news to a soft piece. It's something that you have the kicker at the end of the show, that little light, uh, lighthearted thing or go in between segments in other news is that phrase that uh, gets tossed around a lot. So uh, with that, it typically you head into a commercial break or we toss to the weather and you do your weather segment, Adam. So it's always the one like, you may not know what's coming until the story is there, and then they toss it to you, and you have to somehow transition. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do for you two today. I so was you just talking know. about this with someone the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a couple of news stories that were within probably the past month or so, and these are stories that easily, when we were working in TV news, we would have easily put these in as a kicker or a transition leading into weather or coming out of weather or something like that. So uh, I will read the stories for each of you. Uh, do you. We can do this a couple ways. I can toss it to you both and you guys can banter about if we were doing the TV news right now, what would your response be? Or we can split these up. Well, I can give one to Adam and one to Axel. How will you want to tackle this one? Um, you decide. 
All right. Well, I mean, we're going to. Do... I probably already failed with that answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dead silence is not a way to uh, <laughs> succeed at this. So, uh, what we'll do, I'm going to split these up. I'm going to give one to you, Adam, and one okay. to you, Axel. So let's see. I'm going to give Axel uh, the first one. So here we go. Uh, in other news, this isn't your typical missing house cat story. Following a recent week-long search in and around Houston, Texas, a missing tiger has been found safe. A man was glancing out his window one Sunday evening and saw a tiger in his yard. He posted photos of that tiger to the neighborhood social media forum, and that caught the attention of an uh, off-duty deputy from the area who went over to investigate. The deputy then called for authorities and was able to keep the tiger at gunpoint when a man emerged from a nearby house saying the tiger was his and asked the deputy not to shoot the animal. The man grabbed the tiger by its collar, kissed it on, kissed it on the head, and let it back inside the house. But moments later, the man got into an SUV with the animal and drove off, ignoring the deputy's commands to stop. Authorities said the man who drove away with the tiger would be charged with felony evading arrest for fleeing from officers with that animal. It turns out the man who drove away with the tiger was also out on bond at the time for a murder charge. A couple of days later, the man was found and arrested, but the tiger, a missing, a missing nine-month-old male named India, was still missing. And in the days that followed, authorities believed India was moved to as many as eight different locations around Houston before the tiger was anonymously surrendered at a local tennis club. The tiger is now staying at an animal sanctuary. Axel? What a fine feline finale. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I would have probably said, well, it's good news that the tiger was found safe. But yes, well, well done. Well done. Axel. I think I would have saw uh, said something along the lines of, well, the guy seems to have nine lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, tigers as house pets. Uh, where do we stand on this? Uh, no. Your thoughts? No. Very manly, but probably not appropriate. <laughs> that is manly. All right. Uh, so now I'm going to toss one to you here, Adam. So imagine we're going to head into the weather. Oh, the, I was going to mention one more thing about the tiger story that I find fascinating is, so the man who had the tiger was out on bond for a murder charge. That just seems to be like a secondary or tertiary yeah, fact in the right. story yeah. <laughs> it just kind of gets lost in the, uh, the story there but anyway all right so now uh adam your turn we're gonna toss into a weather segment or out of a weather segment on this because you you used to when you did the news oh show, yeah all the time you, you have to do these so okay so in other news the windy city has won the rat race well sort of for the sixth consecutive year chicago has been named the rattiest city in america that's according to a poll conducted by the orkin pest control company orkin ranked metro regions by the number of new rodent treatments performed from september 2019 to august 2020 now to combat this rat crisis chicago with the help of a local humane society has come up with a furry response they have now released onto the city's streets approximately 1,000 feral cats. While the deployed felines will sometimes kill the rats, their presence of these alley cats can scare off pests. The cats are rescues who cannot thrive in a home environment or a shelter and cannot be reintegrated into their former, former feral cat colonies. The cats are spayed or neutered and then placed into settings with the rodent infestations. Local homeowners or businesses sign up for this program as long as they help cover any additional food, water, and shelter for the cats. This program has a long wait list of individuals wanting feral cats to control their rat issues. The release of hundreds of untamed cats in the city is viewed as a sustainable, environmentally friendly rodent control problem or control option rather. Uh, Adam? Impressive. Uh, reminds me of the, uh, remember the childhood story? There was an old lady who swallowed a fly. Mm -hmm. fly. She swallowed a fly. She swallowed a spider to catch the fly. She swallowed the, seems like, uh, seems like Chicago is going to have interesting days ahead. <laughs> well done, sir. Yes. Uh, where do we sit on the idea of releasing 1000 feral cats onto the streets? Feral or otherwise, 1,000 cats are not a good idea. And where did they find them? They were ones that could not be adopted. They were oh, okay. not, they didn't have Which the temperament. They're to be. angry cats. They are un. <laughs> 
they don't want to have an owner. They, they want like the to cat with one eye and all scraggly. And... <laughs> they just want to, I mean, they have a, like I said, a local homeowner or a business will kind of be a sort of a pseudo caretaker for them to make sure they have water and a little bit of shelter. But otherwise these cats want to be on their own. So, um, you know, if that would have been a good one, Joe, these cats want to be on their own. That would have been a good, yeah. Sounds like these cats want to be on their own. <laughs> you know, mother nature, uh, is gonna always win. If you always bet on mother nature, I don't know if uh, we'll have to see what a thousand additional cats on the streets of Chicago does. In the Do you suppose that will mean there will be a release of 2000 dogs to <laughs> take care of the cat problem? <laughs> the <1, 000> cats. <laughs> Very much so. I, I think this is just a escalation, uh, that's just going to keep on continuing. So Anyway, that's that was my segment. I wanted to harken back to the old days of our old TV news, see how you guys could handle a toss. You did great. Uh, well done. And yeah, those stories. Yeah, I, you know, f funny, funny that you mentioned this, Joe, or that you bring this up, because I was just telling somebody the other day uh, when they were asking, do weathermen like script? Do they read from the teleprompter, the forecast? And I was like, no, it's all ad lib. But I said that always made it interesting when you were working with anchors who had sometimes scripted ad libs and i remember uh, most famously uh, an anchor not on this podcast uh, and one that will not be named through uh to me for the weather segment and uh said it looks like a dreary day outside and behind me was the sky cam with bright sunshine <laughs> <laughs> and uh and 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 I was a little bit flummoxed to how to respond to that. That's that's a bit of a curveball. I was thinking back to those kickers or those weird stories. Like, were there any ones that were memorable? I remember one time on the morning show, I had not seen the video. I was reading the script. I'm pretty sure it was about a dog that could skateboard or surfboard or something like that. And I glanced up to take a look at the video while I was reading and just could not stop laughing lost it yeah yeah i just laughed my way through that story until the we tossed a commercial break it's probably that water skiing squirrel do you remember <laughs> that water skiing squirrel yeah from anchorman yeah. Yeah. yeah axel do you remember any kickers that uh were memorable in in your mind or something that struck you as funny or odd I'm trying to think. It's just that I, you know, with with English being my second language, I was more concerned about uh last minute mispronunciations. And, you know, sure enough, people would call you out on it, even if, if it was like the second to last word in any newscast. So, uh, but I know I don't have any standout funny, funny toss stories here. I always, you can always think about uh, us newbies in TV news about growing up or working here in Southeast Minnesota. Some of the uh, town names. Oh, oh yes. Tileman. Well, if you never heard uh, Tileman before, it's not spelled that way. Uh, I know Oatana trips up people. Zombroda. I remember working with this reporter. We were both pretty new to KTTC at the time. And we we're trying to film a stand up in Zombroda. And she's keeps saying the name of the town wrong, kept calling it Zombrada. So we took like four or five takes and just would not stop laughing in between takes because she could not <laughs> not get some Rhoda. Or how about Dulleth, Dulleth, Minnesota? Ooh. <laughs> I remember I remember highlighting a storm that was passing through South Troy, Minnesota. And uh, I was telling people in South Troy to take cover. <laughs> All and, <four> of them. <laughs> uh, if, and then uh, two years later, I drove through South Troy. <laughs> and uh, there is one farm uh, in South Troy <laughs> and a church. <laughs> yep. Uh, if you blink, you might miss it. So, yeah. oh, anyway, speaking of uh, severe weather, uh, lightning round time coming up here. So uh, to take us through the lightning round one last time in season two. It's Adam Braze. Last round of the lightning round. And it is, let me tell you guys, this is going to be a challenge because it's random. Like everything in this podcast, uh, this episode, I thought I'd make it random. So you each have, I think, seven questions here uh, on a wide variety of topics. Uh, hey, I hate to tell you that they are not multiple choice uh, if you really need a hint, I could probably uh, try and make a multiple choice, but uh, we're just going to go in order here and uh, see how this turns out. We'll see who we can uh, claim as the as the the lightning round champion um, for this season. So uh, 
Joe, let's start with you. How many I'm, times does the average person laugh in a day? Uh, 10 times. Oh, you're close. It's 13. Hmm. Axel, what is a Rocky Mountain oyster? Oh my gosh, I just heard that the other day. <laughs> Isn't it a dessert? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Joe, you want to help him out? It is uh, typically testicles, bull testicles, right? That's right. Yes, yes correct. Yes, yes. Not a dessert. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joe, how long is New Zealand's 90 mile beach? Oh, so this is a trick question. I'll say it's a uh, hundred miles. It is 88 kilometers, which is 55 miles long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Axel, what's the Italian word for pie? Uh, pizza? Yes. Very nice good. Job. Very good. Congratulations. <laughs> Joe, how many months have 28 days in them? Uh, just Great the question. one. Yeah, it's just the one, <laughs> but it's only every, you know, every four years it has 29. So one. Oh, wait, no, take it back. It's, it's all the month. <laughs> all the month have them. There you all go. The month have them. <laughs> <laughs> Axel, you uh, you like to cook, right? Yes. So, what is the main ingredient in Bombay duck? Hmm. I, I, I guess you feel compelled to say duck, but it probably is not. Is not. Uh, Bombay duck is made of a particularly pungent fish from India. Ah, uh, who knew? Here's something that I did not know uh, until this quiz came along. What is the correct term? Oh, let's see. We're on to Joe, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is the correct term for a question mark immediately followed by an exclamation mark? There's a term for this? There is a term for this. I have no idea. Oh, exclamation. <laughs> it's an interrobang. Huh, interesting. How do you spell it? I haven't even heard that word. I-N-T-E-R-R-O-B-A-N-G. Interrobang. Hmm. Oh, this is going to be an easy one for you, Axel. In what month does the German Festival of Oktoberfest mostly take place? September. Yes. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have given that to you. I've never uh, been there. Joe, what is the collective noun for a group of pandas? Hmm. Group of pandas. Is it... I don't know. Is it a herd? Pandemonium? <laughs> nice. It is an embarrassment of pandas. <laughs> That's right. I heard that once. <laughs> Axel, in Georgia, the state, it's illegal to eat what with a fork? Peach illegal cobbler? to eat what with a fork? Peach no cobbler? Idea. No idea. <laughs> Fried chicken. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, Joe, uh, so... Who were the first television couple to be shown in bed together on primetime television? Ooh, okay. So in the same bed? In the same bed together. Primetime television. Now, I'll give you a little bit of a hint here because I thought this one was pretty hard. Um, this is probably a cartoon you watched when you were young. Oh, it's Fred and Wilma Flintstone. Yes. Wow. How did you get that? As soon as you said cartoon, I got it. Wow. Uh, Axel, from which country do French fries originate? Belgium. Yes. Wow. Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, Joe, we're going to test your skills here. If you dug a hole through the center of the earth, starting in Spain, what country would you end up in? So if you start digging a hole in Spain, in the center of Spain, and you keep digging through the center of your center of the earth, where do you come out? Yep. Uh, <laughs> and you go all, all the way through the center, uh, all the way, all the way through side. the center of the earth. Yep. You're you're digging through the magma. You're you're incinerated in the core, but somehow you emerge out the how other about, side. How about Australia? New Zealand. Close. Yeah, pretty close. I'd probably give you a quarter of a point for that. <laughs> uh, okay, Axel, last question. Uh, you're going to get this. I'm pretty sure you're going to get this. Which European country eats the most chocolate per capita? Oh, 
gosh, a few come to mind, but uh, Switzerland? Yes, correct. Ding, ding, oh, ding, ding, ding. Well done. Well, there you go, gentlemen. The most random quiz that we have had on uh, on the show. The most, the most random episode we have had. Most yeah, random episode. Sure. I think you guys did pretty good. I'm pretty impressed. I wouldn't have got most of these questions, especially a, an embarrassment of pandas. Good boost I, of self-confidence going into this break. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it gives us the, the confidence, like Axel said, to tackle our kids' endeavors or our home projects where I'll just hire a guy and then, uh, yeah, Adam, whatever you're going to do for the summer, you you should be proud and confident about what we just talked about. You should feel good about yourself. <laughs> yes. I, I now know what Rocky Mountain oysters are <laughs> that I will never order them on a menu. Yeah. Don't <laughs> fall for that. Well, gentlemen, it's been a great season, and uh, we are plotting a return in August-ish, probably. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, in the general Labor Day vicinity in the U.S., sure. I hope you guys enjoy your summer, and uh, yeah, I think that takes us out. Yeah, we'll probably do, you know, check in on Facebook a couple of times to see uh, what's going on. Maybe ask for some ideas, what people want to hear about, or what they liked, what they didn't like, what we could do better. Yeah. And come back fresh and with another round of episodes. Yeah. So Solid thanks plan. for being a loyal listener, all three of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Mom. <laughs> hey, you guys have a great summer, and uh, we will see you on the other side. Take care. Yeah, thank you. See you.